Hello and welcome to another episode of Have Husband Will Travel and Talk. It's going to be a bit of a different one today, um, it, although this is something we'll probably do a bit more often when we can travel. Um, but my husband and I... That's me. That's David. And I, uh, yeah, and we are... Um, this week, uh, this week is the week where everything got to reopen in some regards in the UK. And as we mentioned in the last episode, we really miss going out and about and eating at nice restaurants. So we're going out this week. Um, so it's proper going going out for like a meal. <laughs> yeah, going out for a meal. Um, we're actually all dressed up and we have somewhere to go for a change. And um, we're, we're quite lucky that we live in... Um, Sandwell, um, which is right in between Wolverhampton and Birmingham. Um, if you you might know Sandwell because when the crisis with coronavirus was getting quite bad, Sandwell was one of the first sort of areas that That's was claimed to play. Yeah, which was one of the ones that first sort of got the government's attention with it spreading quite um, badly. Yeah. yeah, but uh, at the minute everything's quite good, so everything's reopened, and it's been a bit a bit of a week of doing things that have reopened like david went to the barbers i did yeah. you, you got, even though this is a podcast you you will probably be able to see a photo of me with not a terribly different hairdo and we both went to the gym and because they've reopened as well with um quite stringent health measures in place and we both had a really good time there as much as you can at the gym um and we felt really safe so what we wanted to do today is um go out to a restaurant in Birmingham. We've got a table booked outdoors, because it's outdoor service only, at a restaurant, um, Gino's, by the um, TV chef, Gino de Camp. Do you know the camp? Do you know the camp? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we go in there, and um, we want you're going to kind of join us um, as we have some drinks and have some food, and yeah, hopefully you'll find that enjoyable. Anyway, we'll just walk into the tram stop now, and we'll see you on the other side. So we're here in the centre of Birmingham. Um, right we, by the cathedral. Right by the cathedral and Gino, um, we're at Gino de Campo restaurant and this is our cocktail our segment and we have gone with a spagliato. A Negroni spagliato. Yeah, so um, do you want to talk a little bit about what a spagliato is? Yeah, so um, I imagine a lot of people will know a Negroni already is, but basically it's the best cocktail ever and you put gin and equal parts gin and red vermouth and Campari in a glass with ice and stir, very, very simple. Garnish with a bit of orange, it's beautiful. The Spagliato is about 100 years old, so apparently this um, rich guy <laughs> asked for a Negroni and someone accidentally, instead of gin, put Prosecco in there and that's then hence the Spagliato was bought. So Spagliato is Italian, although I've just mangled it to our Italian waiter. He didn't know what I was going on about. And so I had to apologize for my Italian. So apologies to any Italians listening. So, uh, but a Spagliato is apparently Italian for mistake. So it's Campari, red vermouth. Campari, red vermouth and Prosecco. Instead of gin. Instead which of is, gin. Yeah. Um, and the Negroni has its roots back in Florence and mm -hmm. we, we've been to Florence and we had a drink at where it was supposed to be invented. I thought it was quite amusing. We went on a tour of Florence, it was only a couple of years ago, and uh, the tour guy thought he was, bless him, was in, he was a really nice guy. 
was telling us all about this cocktail yeah. and it sounded great and then he told us what was in it it's like is that a negroni and he looked really crestfallen because obviously negronis have been i checked the other day negronis is the plural negronis yeah. have been popular in the uk for getting on for 10 years it's really. a bit like april spritz again like we talked about last yeah, week yeah yeah and I, I think it's a safe cocktail to order to be honest mm. unlike the martini which can be quite fussy and a few some of the drinks which have many ingredients you can't really i, I don't think i've ever had a bad negroni no. but what you don't get unlike last week's spritz is i've yet to see a negroni in a can have you seen a negroni in a can no um, um although the negroni does make me think a little bit of florence um the Spagliato like makes me think of here and yeah, Gusto. Absolutely. Um because we've had it at Gusto first. I don't I think. think we've had a Spagliato on holiday. No, I don't think we have. I think we've only had it here. Um so as we mentioned earlier, we're here in Birmingham. This is the first time we've been out to eat or drink um in our home city since probably July, August? I Yeah, I think it's July. Um, because obviously then the tiered restrictions came into place and we just didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. It's good to support hospitality, but again, we've got to um, keep us and our families safe. But Birmingham have done quite a good stuff for the reopening this week. Um, we've had a bit of a walk before we came to our table today. But here at Gino's, which is in um, some... Um, what square is this called? <laughs> Whatever the bit. <laughs> By Pigeon Park. We're basically, yeah. basically in Pigeon Park in Birmingham. Dead you know centre. That. If you look on Google Maps at Birmingham, England, this is where it takes Right outside to. the cathedral. We'll post some pictures on the Instagram later. But um, Gino's has done quite a good thing. They've got um, their own little outdoor terrace and they've also taken a bit of the, the road and astroturfed it and made it look all nice and presentable. It's great for people watching because you can see the people in the park and people walking past. Um, and there's blankets, there's heaters, um, patio furniture. There's umbrellas in case it starts to rain. Although there's no heaters by us, yeah. um, so we're glad we wore layers today. But um, it's just a nice thing to do. Um, the next stage is May the 17th when they can be able to serve indoors, and this is a great way of being able to have that. We've ordered some great Italian food, and across the city there's little outdoor terraces that are popping up, and um, the Business Improvement Districts, Colmore Business Improvement District is this area. Um, they've put some sort of nice covered outdoor spaces together as well. And the councillors closed some roads, closed some footpaths and put some outdoor terraces. So I think um, it's quite nice seeing people out you know, and about. With, the, with all the delivery bikes going on in the background, it almost makes me think We're that in it Rome. might be in <laughs> yeah. Rome yeah. or Florence or wherever, um, you know, with that kind of small bike, those Vespers, the, the whatever. So, yeah, we're living the, the La Dolce Vita yeah. as far as we can in a fairly cold April in England. Yeah, it's not the greatest month to open outdoor hospitality in, t in terms of weather in the UK, but we're making a good go of it and we're certainly going to enjoy ourselves. So we'll probably check in a bit after our meals and then we'll do um, the um, news segment. Um, I've got some news stories to um, talk to David about and hopefully um, you can share your thoughts with us online too. But we'll, we'll carry on with these spagliatos and we'll speak to you a bit later. So we're in a news section now, and as with last week, I've picked a few news stories, um, and I'm going to speak to David about them and see that what very he formal. thinks. Um, <laughs> this is the news. 
Um, again, what in this section, we've, this is still quite new, but in this section, I just want to pick a few travel stories um, that I've seen in the press that I think are quite interesting. And David doesn't know what these are, and I'll chat to him about them. And um, I've only had one mildly alcoholic drink as well by this point. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Um, we're still in Gino as we're recording this, so if you hear some background noise, that's what you're hearing. And we're on our second drink, which is a um, Campari, Campari spritz. spritz, which is Campari, um, Prosecco, and soda water. Like so, an Aperol spritz, but with Campari. Campari yeah. So um, we will be. This will be sponsoring our new segment. <laughs> The new segment is also sponsored by Gino De Campo's restaurant Wi-Fi, which is what I'm using <laughs> as I do these new stories. We're joking, we're completely impartial. Yeah, um, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about, which was in the news this morning, I don't know if you heard it, but about the crazy queues has been at UK airports. Like, oh, I vaguely remember it from um, the headlines this morning, yeah. Um, so basically, um, Heathrow have said that the airport queues are becoming untenable. Yesterday there were queues when people got off planes up to six hours to get through passport control because of them having to do Covid tests, because of um, having to make sure that everyone was coming back into the country, was going to one of those quarantine places. That's a fiasco. Um, And I'm wondering, like, for me, the easy answer to this is the thing that people don't want, the vaccine passports. Yeah. Um, What do you think about... Oh, God, talk about putting me on the spot. You're going to ruin lunch. No, but, like, what do you think about that kind of thing? Because a lot of people are like, the government shouldn't have your... I mean, to check into this restaurant today, let's scan our NHS app. Um, check to see how do you feel about for the foreseeable future a lot more of our comings and goings are being funneled through a government app god um, I mean generally I'm very pro civil liberties and but at the same time there's a bit of a reality check here in that if we do want to open up areas of hospitality and tourism we do need measures in place and yeah so as long, I, I don't, I'll be honest I don't know the, the, the all the arguments for and against vaccine passports so just think just think at the moment that six hour queue was caused by them being there's currently 10,000 10, people a day going through Heathrow one of the is that because they're doing lateral flow tests they're doing at the flow airport, tests. which take half an hour to get yeah. your results? Which um, so I've organised in my you know professional life you know as an educator, we we managed to do six hundred lateral flow tests in school with I think twelve testing bays in a single day. What's that? That's like four or five planes worth. Four five planes worth in. I, and that took all day. I think the so, problem is caused as yeah. well by the fact that at the minute there's no published lists about the different red, amber and green countries. No. So everyone's got to be treated as if they're, they're coming from the most high-risk place. So I mean, I hate airports as it stands. And the trip that we've got tentatively booked for October does not involve us using an airport for that reason because I find all the rigmarole of flying absolutely horrendous but yeah so uncertain about, yeah uncertain I'm not completely on the fence for that one I'll remain a politician's answer I'll remain ambivalent um, the other story was um, about that Disney World and Disneyland have updated their Disney look um, the Disney look is, is a 
guide for staff about um, what they, how they dress, can, how they facial can present. hair and all that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Because yeah. I know that when, didn't once upon a time Disney employees couldn't have beards or something. Yeah, they couldn't have beards. Um, but this, um, this week, um, their guidelines have been updated, the Disney look has, um, to be more inclusive. Um, um, including gender inclusivity and now Disney cast members can have visible tattoos um, as long as they're there below the neck um, and they did release some great pictures um, about um, from the guidebook but when I was reading it the thing that I thought was really interesting is in how late certain things were allowed when do you think Disney cast female Disney cast members were able to where I shadow? Uh, 2001. 1994. Oh, okay. even, even so See, I, I, again, in my professional life, we have quite a strict code of conduct and our staff can't have visible tattoos. Really? No. So I, I'm used to working in an environment where that's not exactly unheard of. This is the uh, picture from the Disney Look guidebook that I'm showing David now. I'm showing him a cast member from the Haunted Mansion. Um, but the, the thing with this cast member is he's got a beard, yeah. um, which hasn't been allowed before. He also has an earring, which wasn't been allowed for men. Oh, really? And he's got his nails painted, which wasn't allowed for men before. And he's totally serving that look. Like See, the whole non-gendered, you know, I, I, I say, you know, in my professional life, there's, the, there's no difference between men and women in this dress. So I wanted to go into work and teach lesson wearing nail varnish. There's nothing to stop me doing that. But... Yeah, I, I think it's a really positive thing in terms of the, the yeah, gender. in terms of the gender equality. Like absolutely, yeah. That that woman there. I'm showing another picture. This is the woman who's a Jungle Cruise skipper. Mm. She has a visible tattoo on her wrist, and she's wearing mm. trousers. And I, I'm, I don't feel particularly strongly about tattoos. I don't have a tattoo myself. Obviously, you have several, but. I'm, you know, I'm not exactly against them. I'm not exactly a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, the tattoo for me is not really a deal breaker. But like, what, like, can you imagine though, like, um, about? I do think it perhaps causes some not issues, but extra thought. For example, it's really fun. Like, they can have non. The other thing that's added to it as well is that they can have um, coloured non-natural hair colours now but like I would imagine those cast members are going to get put in Tomorrowland because you can't have someone with bright green hair hair in in Frontierland sort of ruins the theming doesn't it well that's kind of I just think it's quite interesting and I think it's really good that um, they are doing um, they actually know it says here that it still says here that hair must be naturally occurring hues so I could have my bleached blonde hair because people have blonde hair but I couldn't have pink hair because that's not natural. No. I know there'll be some people listening who find it absolutely abhorrent that any workplace can dictate how people dress and what colour their hair is and that sort of thing. But there are, and I can't believe how conservative I sound uh, for someone who's never voted right wing at all. But um, there are there are codes in society, and it's what it's what's expected and. I think some of those obviously need to be eroded over time, but there is a degree of. I think it's a positive step. Conformity required. No, because like I think it's a positive step. Like I'm sitting here with my nails painted now. Yeah. um, And um, I've had I felt a lot more freedom 
in being, being able to work from home in the recent weeks and months and um, and I just think it's really nuts that there's those cast members who do who may feel the same a bit sort of um, one who don't want to conform to gender stereotypes can actually go to work oh I no no I totally get that and the gender parity you know if women are out sorry I started eating my starter that was a bad time to put a um, chunk of uh, um, whatever that was <laughs> it's delicious no it's like uh, it's almost like manchego but oh, okay. it must be um, parmesan but obviously gender parity is incredibly important and if a man is a, if a woman is allowed to wear nail brush a man should be if a you know and so on and so forth yeah I just think it's a really interesting step in the right direction mm. So we've just left Gino's, we've had a really great meal, if a little bit cold. Um, April in England isn't really designed for al fresco, but um, they had blankets and that kind of stuff, So, and the food was great, and the drink was good, so like we feel warm in spirits, if not warm in body. Plus I'm wearing these shoes that are really uncomfortable, and I can hardly walk, but whatever. Um, but now we're on to our next <laughs> section um, and quite fittingly we're on the West Midlands Metro tram service um, travelling back to Sandwell and we're doing our usual Mr and Mr quiz and today David is here with the theme. Okay, so the theme is public transport, fittingly. So what I'd like you to do is try to second guess what's going on in my head when I... Okay, so two, two places we've been to where public transport is really good. And one person, one person, one place, I've, I've had a few after dinner drinks, and one place where it's not so good. Okay, so I'm guessing that we're not talking firstly about the excellent West Midlands Metro Transit. We aren't, no. Um, just a disclaimer, I kind of work for them. Um, but no, um, in terms of good public transport, I think I'm going to go with the... I think it's a quite a safe bet, even though I think it's quite confusing. I'm going to go with Tokyo and Japan in general. See, I almost put Tokyo in Japan. That's a good one because um, Japan is obviously famous for its really, really good trains, and it really, it, and that's justified completely. And I just find it quite confusing. Yeah, the Tokyo subway. It isn't one of the ones that I put in my top two. Okay, but. Um, I can totally understand why you would put it there. Um, I will. It's a bit closer to home, but I feel like you've got one of these lists. Um, Transport for London has to be on it. Um, the London. If I was going with the top three, definitely the tube. I love using the tube in London. I think it's really, really good. I, I, I never feel like. And I've been to London countless times. I never feel like I'm lost in London, even though obviously it's a sprawling place. You always get the, perhaps because there's so many landmarks, but also when you're in the underground, 
there, I've lost kind of the amount of times that I've gone the wrong way on the underground as well, but it doesn't yeah. really matter because no, no. you just get back on. Yeah, yeah. Compared to places like New York Subway, is which that, is, is... Are you like, are you giving me the answer to your bad one? Is New yeah, bad that's, one? that's sort of where I was going with the bad one, really. It's not the only one, but definitely the New York Subway is... Um, intimidating for I've been to New York at least two uh, three times and each time I mean one of them I actually took as a school trip and we lost a child on there uh, with a member of staff at the same time so that was fine but yeah the New York subway is really really confusing whereas the London subway in comparison isn't yeah. there is a subway on my list in terms of really really effective probably because this Shanghai's was okay yeah but uh, well, some of the I'm stops aren't a million miles away uh, are a bit of a, a bit of a trek from where you want to get to that's you're describing Beijing there. oh Beijing yeah Beijing's too. like the extreme where the stations oh, even like though it looks like everywhere's really apart. close because Beijing is so big the stations are actually a, a quite a distance apart now okay so you're in a sort of similar ballpark if you think in Chinese cities with the really Hong good Kong. subway yeah don't you don't you think the Hong Kong subway is really good um I don't really remember it, but give me something to read. All I remember about it is that we got on a train with Mickey Mouse windows at one point. Yeah, that was when we got to Hong Kong Disneyland. Yeah, Hong Kong Disneyland. You might also remember that it goes under the water and also you can get the really cheap um, ferry that takes you across from Kowloon to Hong Kong Island. Oh yeah, that's really good. And I remember the, um, what are they called, Ding Ding. The little yeah, yeah the trolley the, yeah, buses, trolley, it, yeah. Uh, like trams yeah, yeah. Um, I know you we've already said it and it's not on your list but we do have to have a shout out for that public transport staple the Bund sightseeing tunnel oh god <laughs> so if you ever go to Shanghai just I think okay it's, so it's, cool. worth, it's worth doing once although for some bizarre reason we've done it at least twice probably more than that both directions oh god there's this really weird tourist attraction called the Bun Sightseeing Tunnel. It looks like like them doing like yeah, it's cut on the cheap. Yeah, but it's also got like copyright infringement of Star Trek. Yeah. And so basically, um, Shanghai, there is to get from one side of the the um, river to another. You can you go on. You can go on a boat. You can go on a boat, or you can go in this like under underwater tunnel thing on this really slow like Wait, so tram. you almost like go to hell don't they go take you to oh, hell yeah it is very trippy it's a bit like the end of 2001 a space odyssey but even less comprehensible yeah so i've guessed like well i haven't guessed any of them but you've told me that your bad one is new york so bad one is new york subway um, good one is Hong Kong subway, yeah. and there's another good one. Think another form of transportation for the other one. And it's public transportation. Yeah. See, I would have said, but I know that you weren't down for this. That the public transport in Disney World should be considered. Yeah. Because I'm it's the size of San Francisco, and they run free buses and right. you can get everywhere. You'd think he was working on commission for Disney at this point. But no, I, no, but no. that's no. not the case. You're so right. The, the transport in Disney parks is generally very good, but I'm not thinking along those lines. Give me I'm thinking of clue. a real place. Give me another clue. Uh, UK. UK oh, the old silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god, that, no, the totally. The St Mary's Boating yeah, uh, Association. So yeah, that is brilliant. Yeah, no, that that's brilliant. That's so, really cool. for, for, if you have no idea what we're talking about, um, 
um, the Isles of Scillies, principally five main islands, but there are some smaller uninhabited ones. And the only way you can get between them is obviously by boat. And they run a boat service every and each morning they post the islands they're going to that was my most favorite thing it was like mindfulness you didn't know where you were no. going until you got up and had a look and where they could go and what they do is they post the times on a facebook page for eight o'clock in the morning but never at eight o'clock like no 8:15. yeah like eight fifteen, that sort of thing but yeah they post the times that they're going to be operating that day and the times are determined to an extent by the weather so the first day we arrived in Scilly on the oh god the day where we got yeah, the ECC by the way ever they were only doing to two of the main islands but every other day they were yeah. doing all of the islands and sometimes they do like um, supper boats on the evening yes. and sometimes they do bird watching yeah ones. we didn't have time to do no. any of those while we were there but if we go again we'll definitely do that yeah no that's a really good idea and it's not very expensive is it to get from the islands like, no, I didn't think it was that expensive, no. considering that you're on a, a boat with a maximum of about 40 people. Yeah, and it was just really good. And like they were really, um, as we mentioned last episode, they were really up on their COVID safety. So everyone on the boats had to wear a face coverings and there was hand sanitizer everywhere. So no, I, I, no that's a really good, that's a really good um, choice. So, just to recap, your good choices are the Isles of Scilly and Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Um, both of which are nations. Yeah. Um, and I quite like folks. Yeah. And your worst was New York. Your bad is New York. I think there are worse places, and to be honest, most of the places in the UK which aren't served by trains or obviously anywhere but served by Westminster Metro but any basically bus services in the UK generally aren't brilliant so I'd throw oh, can you remember that crazy rail that like roller coaster oh Cornwall the Cornwall okay, that, bus that's for another podcast yeah. another time it's but like, yeah you know the um, oh my god that the, was horrendous uh, Lilo and Stitch song a wild roller coaster ride. yeah but, but imagine like that, that on a double decker bus charging through very narrow lanes in Cornwall yeah that is a story for another time yeah. but generally yeah UK public transport is not the greatest in the world to be honest compared to most nations and the New York subway is really useful but it's just really really confusing yeah and I find the same with the um, the Tokyo subway it's mm. just although it's really efficient and you can get really anywhere I find the it's map so really lines. confusing oh, the yeah. to- you know New York is kind of easy compared with Tokyo yeah but um, well, that is pretty much our episode for today um, it would be really fun to actually get out and about again um, if we're feeling a bit giddy that's a little bit of the alcohol but also the fact that we haven't really left the house um, other than work for about nine months and it's been quite exciting today and I felt quite safe the entire time doing it which is great um, so thank you once again for listening to Have Husband Will Travel and Talk you can find us by visiting our website havehusbandwilltravel.com or we're also on social media just um, search Facebook, Twitter or Instagram for Have Hubby and we want you to give you give us your feedback please review us on wherever you get your podcasts from um, give us five stars please if not you can also get in touch with us with your feedback by emailing us at havehusbandwilltravel.com and we'll see you again next week for some more travel discussion so Cheers thank Lou. you very much bye bye this terminates at all the, the next stop is Gardner Street